Well, as you know, it's Audrea Firestone, speaker, author, coach, and this is the first installment of You Are the Artist of Your Life podcast. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And this whole thing came about so quickly without me being an expert. I'm a newbie in podcasts. I admit it. I am, I've jumped in the pool and I'm not quite sure that I know how to swim. I, I'm sure I'll survive, but I'm not sure. I'm going to go under a few times. One never knows. But in any case, my friend in Australia who's on vacation, this is a magical woman who says good morning to me and she ignites my brain in a way that sets me off on a rocket ship to a new adventure. So it's your fault, darling, and you know who you are. And she read me this, and I'm going to share this with you now. This so excited me when I found this, and this is what she was reading. This is from Joe Dispenza's Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, which is something that I'm working on. And I'm so excited that my friend Debbie Barrett Burton is here with me today. I will introduce her in a moment. So he talks about quantum outcomes should come as a surprise. To change our reality, those outcomes that we attract to ourselves have to surprise us even astonish us in a way in the way in which they come about. We should never be able to predict how our new creations will manifest. They must catch us off guard. They have to wake us up from the dream of the routine reality that we've grown accustomed to. These manifestations should leave us with no doubt that our consciousness made contact with the quantum field of intelligence. So we are inspired to do this again. And I realized that is exactly how you are the artist of your life came about. Well, let me introduce you to Debbie Barrett Burton, my dear friend, an entrepreneur and artist, who when I told her, I gave her a few, a few things this morning in just a text, and she came back with a story. I'm going to tell you this little story first about how you are the artist of your life came about. I spoke about a book that I had written for the emerging performing artist. And this woman came up to me afterwards. I literally said three words in, in this conference. And she said to me, oh, I wish I was an artist because I would absolutely love to work with you. And I said, but you are an artist. You are the artist of your life. And when my friend, read this paragraph that I just read to you. That is the meaning of you are the artist of your life. We are trained to be obedient in school, to sit down and be quiet, and to obey rules so that we turn into perfect assembly line workers. Are all of us assembly line workers? I think not. So Debbie came back with a marvelous story this morning. So Debbie, please tell us what you said. She made me laugh and the truth of it was astounding. Well, it reminded me of being in a rut. Okay. You know, 
going along expecting life to change, but we're still in a rut. And when I was a kid, my grandfather lived on top of a mountain in West Virginia. And in order for us to go visit him, we had to go up these winding roads that were either muddy or hard as a rock or snowy and slippery. But you got into the rut and you kind of followed it along and you would end up at grandpa's house. Um, but imagine what would have happened if you had been able to get out of that rut and maybe followed something that wasn't, you could follow alongside of the rut, but you weren't bouncing up and down in the car, shaking back and forth and, and going where it wanted to go because it was in the rut. Instead, maybe you could have steered it easier or we could have gone off onto a, another street and, and ended up someplace else magical and wonderful. Who knows, you know? And what you're saying to me with that, Debbie, is that our mind, our habitual thoughts are that rut. Yep. are that street, that particular path that gets us to grandpa's house or gets us through the day in our lives, is we get stuck in this narrow, bumpy, however it is. And, and I think that the bumps and the holes and the snow and the mud, those are all the trauma that we've been through. Yeah. And all of us have been. Oh, none of us are immune. And we keep going back to it. We keep staying in it because we know it. Because we know it. It's the devil we know. It's, oh, yeah, this relationship really isn't working, is it? And then you turn around 10 years later and realize you're still, what, in that relationship. Debbie, have you found yourself in situations like that? Totally. Totally. And and what you said earlier, all it takes is a little mind change, just a little bit. And you can get out of that rut and start trying something new. And nothing is gonna change if you keep doing the same old thing. You know, the only way things are gonna change is if we just tweak it maybe, just tweak something different. I agree with you. And, and to have, the courage to allow perfection to fall off the path and fall down the mountain. That's scary. Oh, I can tell you that scares the wits out of me because if I have a situation that I know about and that I can sort of control, then I think I'm all right because the boat isn't rocking that much. You know something? We are doing ourselves a great disservice. That's why when my heart leapt at hearing this paragraph read to me by my friend in Australia, I knew, what are you waiting for? Well, my brain said, because you don't know anything about podcasts, because you're just doing this off the top of your head. How can you do that? How dare you do something like that? You know something I dare. I dare. I dare. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to fall on my butt. I've done it a million times before. I've made a, a million mistakes in my life. But if I don't do something that makes me feel joyous, and the minute I had this thought, don't wait any longer, 
This is exactly what you mean by you are the artist of your life. You can pick your design. You can pick your color. You can throw the canvas away. You can take white paint. Well, Debbie, you're an artist. What do you do when you, you're starting on a drawing? You're in your life. What, and you hate. You look at it and you go, oh, what am I doing? What do you do? I have several piled up already that I intend to pull my my um, gesso out. I think that's the name of it. Anyway, it's it, that's what it is. It's white paint. Just paint over it. Start all over again. And I've got a brand new canvas with something that hopefully I will like better than I did the first one. And Debbie, why do you think it is that we will go on and on? We will risk doing this. And we keep painting the same old picture with the same old colors and the same old brushes. Why? Why is it? And why does an artist instead have the courage to say, you know something, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. I am gessoing it out. I'm whiting it out and I'm going to start over. D does it give you a feeling of relief? Totally. Totally. And um, and that, you know, even it doesn't have to be a huge, huge difference in your life. Even just making a tweak can make all the difference in the world. Like what? Like what? I don't know. Um, agreeing to yourself that even though you don't want to leave the house and you've enjoyed staying home because of COVID, that, yeah, I am going to try and go to this meeting and just spend a couple hours where I'm going to go spend some time with these people that I have been avoiding because I'm afraid to leave the house, just doing something, something that's, that's different. And, and, um, it could, it could mean, a. I have a friend who, yeah. um, recently lost your husband as have I. And, right. um, she went to a meeting for grieving widows a couple weeks ago. Right. And just sitting in that meeting woke herself up to the fact that she wants to get involved with pause for a cause. And today she's picking up a puppy. She's going to train this puppy and train them into becoming a helpful mate for somebody who really needs it. Yes. And she's thrilled about it. And instantaneously her life changed because when she went to that meeting that day, she felt like it was all over. She told me, I don't I don't care if I leave this earth now or not. And, and she's got this wow. wonderful, wonderful, just that one decision of going to that meeting and then go, making the decision, yes, I'll take a puppy. Her life is changing. And it's so wonderful to watch. And the, so all it takes is just a, a, a new decision. A new decision. A new decision. Because, Debbie, you made one. Now, you've had a dog for many years, and you decided, I want a cat. And Debbie decided, okay, I'm going to get a cat. Well, she ends up with this cat named Peanut who has this fabulous attitude. She's around, right? She's there. Ah, there's Peanut. Look at Peanut. Sorry for you podcasters that can't see her, but she's a beautiful calico with green eyes. And she is gorgeous. She's a gorgeous creature, and she knows that she's gorgeous. And she has brought so much joy to Debbie that I get to see every day how much you are unfolding in your energy and in your joy. And it's because we are choosing 
something different. And instead of me living in my head and saying, well, yeah, I really think I ought to start a podcast someday. Well, forget about that. That day is right here, right now. And I'm proud of you. And I'm (laughs) thrilled to be part of it. Thank you. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that you're here because each of us has something that has been, I'm going to say, tickling us. It's been pulling at us and we put it aside because we get nervous, because we're not an expert, because I'm too old, because I'm too young, because I'm too this or I'm too that. We always have an excuse. We are, I'm, I'm the queen of excuses, okay? So I'm in a situation where my life is not particularly easy right now. I am living with someone who has a lot of depression. And that is very sad to see when you have compassion and you care about that person and you see them going through this. At the same time, I have to make a decision that I am not going to sit in that same chair and say, poor me. Oh, I can sing the poor me, uh, the poor me aria in E flat minor and be very dramatic about it and do this. And my mother and grandmother did that. My mother and grandmother did that. They were mired in their own victimhood. And I was going down the very same road. And for each of us, for each of us, we have a choice. We have a choice. So I want us to start thinking, and I would love to hear your comments. I would love to let me know what is it that's tickling you in the night or that whispers in your ear, hey, what about doing this? And our logical brain says, oh, no. Our brain is only the road to Debbie's grandfather's house. It's the same old road with the same old holes, with the same old snow and mud. And yeah, you might fall off the mountain if you try to find another way, but you know something? I think falling off the mountain is better than getting stuck in that same place again and again and again. You know that quote about living a life of quiet desperation? Ooh, I can't think of anything more scary that scares me. To live a life where you're not using all of your music we each have a very unique sound and a very unique song and a very unique energy that needs to be brought out into this world you are needed your energy is needed your passion is needed and you need to break the habit of doing what you have always done because you're going to get what you have always gotten before. Amen. And, and it, it's having the courage to feel, to me, in some way, it feels like I'm being silly or I'm almost being irresponsible because those are words that I heard when I was young. And it's not at all. It's being alive. <laughs> it's being truly alive, and it is about expressing yourself with all of yourself, whether it is, whether it has a fabulous outcome, whether it has an abysmal outcome, there are no guarantees. The only thing that I can guarantee you is you're going to feel a heck of a lot better. 
you're not going to sit there feeling sorry for yourself because you haven't got the time to feel sorry for yourself. And you're not going to wonder what if I had done that at the end of your life. Because, yeah. oh, yeah, I did it. And this is what happened. I did it. Exactly. And and you know for sure that someone at the end of their life is not sitting there saying, gee, I wish I had cleaned the refrigerator. It was just so icky. Well, yeah, all right. So it was icky. Big deal. I really wanted to go skydiving. And I did. I was scared to death. I nearly died of fright. But it was the most wonderful moment of my life. We need to risk. We need to risk being fully alive. And one of the ways in which this book continues, The Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza, says that one of the best ways to do this is figure out what you want and then start thanking the universe for it. Because if we're always concentrated, I am so guilty of this, always concentrated on what is not working. Oh, this is not working. And poor me, this is not working. And oh, this isn't working. It's just a lot of whining. What a bore. Instead say, thank you for being on purpose. I cannot tell you how alive I feel at this moment. I'm sure it's transmitting through the screen and through my voice because I feel alive. Because you know something? This is one of the reasons why I'm on this planet. To walk, work through my own fears and by example, lead others to do the same thing, to have a fuller, richer life. Your energy, your gifts, your colors, your designs are needed on this planet. And I mean that. I mean that for every single person here. We are as unique as our DNA, as our voice print, as our fingerprint. We have something to contribute. And not only do we have, I think, a desire to contribute, but we also have the privilege and we deserve giving to ourselves. We deserve health, wealth, and happiness. Why not? Absolutely. Society doesn't teach us that, Debbie. Did anybody teach you that? That you deserve health, wealth, and happiness? No. In fact, they didn't even teach me how to uh, how to um, take care of my checkbook. You know, I mean, the things that I exactly. really used in life, I didn't learn that in school. Neither did I. I Neither did I. I learned to be there at 820 when the bell rang. I learned to be quiet because I was supposed to be quiet and the teacher's talking. I, uh -huh. learned, I learned that, you know, I could have lunch at so such and such a time and I had to be back in my seat by such and such a time. Like you said, they, they were teaching us to be factory workers. Absolutely. And now that the entire planet is changing and shifting, it is time to get off of the assembly line of the habitual mind and for us to embrace new vision, a new way of doing things, and to embrace the fear, grab it and give it a bear hug and say, I see you, I see you. Yes, I'm scared, 
I'm going to grab you, I'm going to hug you, and I'm going to keep walking. So those of you who want to skydive with me into the fullness of your life, I will definitely be here every week in this exciting new podcast that delights my heart. I hope it delights you. Debbie, thank you for being such a wonderful guest and being my first guest. This is just thrilling, absolutely thrilling. And I am excited about what will unfold beyond this. So remember, you are the artist of your life. Why not make it a masterpiece? Later, alligator. Bye. Bye.